0: Welcome to Planet Surgery, a medical podcast by Baxter Advanced Surgery Team. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast series Planet Surgery. Insights into the world of surgeons, surgery and perioperative practitioners across Europe. My name is Alberto Izarra, and I am the Medical Affairs Manager for Advanced Surgery at Baxter, Spain and Portugal. Today I will have the pleasure to interview Dr. Santiago Sánchez-Cabús. At Baxter, our vision is to be a global, innovative leader in the operating room, providing solutions that improve patient outcomes and us lives. Baxter's podcast program is a new way for you to hear from colleagues across the world. In this episode, we have with us Dr. Santiago Sánchez-Cabús, head of the HPV surgery section at the General Surgery Department at San Pau y Santa Cruz Hospital in Barcelona, Spain. He's an expert on pancreatic and liver surgery, as well as laparoscopic surgery. And today he will share his personal experience with a new 3D holographic anatomical model for highly complex interventions. Let's start. First, welcome Dr. Sanchez-Cabuz and thank you for being with us today.
1: Thank you for having me, it's my pleasure.
0: At your hospital, you have been pioneers testing a state-of-the-art technology of a new 3D holographic anatomical model for highly complex interventions. What is this technology about?
1: Well, uh, for the planning of surgical interventions, we usually use conventional CT or MRI images performed preoperatively, and that's okay for the most cases we treat. However, in certain selected interventions in which we have the foresight Surgical or anatomical complexity, and we need that extra anatomical definition. We have already performed three dimensional reconstructions from the two dimensional image provided by the radiologist. This three dimensional reconstruction helps us understand the anatomical relationships of the area that we are going to treat. However, to date, when using these reconstructions, You had to be able to keep that 3D model in mind at the time of the intervention, or in some cases, to be able to project this image on a screen without the possibility of manipulating it. Furthermore, this projected representation would be in 2D unless virtual reality glasses and things like that are used, which is not that practical, and therefore would interfere with the normal course of the intervention. With this new technology, and thanks to the use of an holographic projector, we can have a three-dimensional representation in real time within the operating room without the need to use other additional equipment. The hologram renders a quite large image of the case, approximately one meter wide, and can be placed quite near the surgeon, so visualization is very adequate. Also. The surgeon has the ability of manipulating it. I mean, rotate, uh, make some zooming on the image. The uh, holographic image wirelessly through the use of a dedicated sensor, which is of a great convenience when you are scrubbed in the OR. That was an idea that arose with the adaptation of a wireless sensor, which was used previously for other applications such as games.
0: This really looks like a state-of-the-art technology. So when you say complex interventions, what kind of procedures could benefit from this type of technology?
1: Well, we believe that this technology makes sense only in cases in which the pathology suffered by the patient alters his or of her abnormal anatomy and the injury of certain structures as a consequence of these anatomical changes may pose a real danger to the life of the patient. This is why the intervention chosen to test its technology was a large lesion located in the head of the pancreas, which deformed the normal anatomy and affected the mesenteric and celiac vascularization. Of course, it could be perfectly applied in other areas, such as liver surgery or complex cancer surgery that deviates from conventional surgical interventions. In addition, and this for me is of the utmost importance, we believe that its use also has an added benefit in interventions performed through minimally invasive surgery, both laparoscopy and robotic surgery. Be aware that by using the minimally invasive approach, which is being used more and more frequently, the surgeon completely loses the tactile feedback, which is extremely important in some cases for the correct identification of the structures during the intervention. So, this technology makes up for this loss by visualizing what structures are in the surroundings on the area that's been treated, thus minimizing the risk of injury. And what are the benefits or the implications for the patients? Well, for us, without any doubt, the most important benefit is clearly improving patient safety. You know, by means of the three-dimensional anatomical visualization of the clinical case and the possibility of navigation in real time, The surgeon knows which structures will be found in a certain location and clearly reduces the risk of complications for the patient, be they hemorrhagic or of whatever nature. In this way, the patient will be able to experience a safer intervention that probably will entail a lower possibility of complications in the postoperative period, and therefore a better postoperative recovery. It is very important to point out the benefit in terms of a lower rate of complications per se, as well as the added benefit in case uh, these patients, for instance, must undergo other complementary treatments such as postoperative chemotherapy. We believe that the use of these technologies should reduce the percentage of cases of patients who finally cannot opt for complementary treatments, mainly as a consequence of uh, postoperative complications.
0: This looks really promising. And how about the advantages for the surgeon, the surgical team, or the hospital?
1: Well, uh, from the surgeon's point of view, this technology offers advantages in, uh, I think, in different areas. First, the extra security provided by this technology could help to reduce operative time and other parameters that, ultimately, will have an effect on the postoperative cause of the patient and therefore to a reduction in the total costs of the surgical process. Second, this application has enormous potential in terms of teaching um, at the medical school with medical students and even at postgraduate levels, allowing the rest of the staff to observe the same image that the surgeon has available while he or she is performing the surgical procedure. Um, in the same way, the doors are open to the possibility of, for instance, remote telementoring, that is, collaborating between different surgeons in different centers in complex cases through the visualization of three dimensional reconstructions and be able to guide other surgeons and help them in real time at a distance, which is, uh, which is uh, very advantageous, really.
0: With the experience that you have working with a 3D uh, holographic anatomical model, could you please share with us an example of a surgical case of interest in which the technology was used?
1: Yes, um, yes, of course. Um, As I mentioned before, this model was used for the very first time in late February 2020, just before the pandemic kicked in. And it was the case of a young patient with a large tumor in the head of the pancreas. I think it was uh, about uh, 10 centimeters wide, which is very, very big for a pancreatic tumor. As we discussed before, it was a tumor that significantly distorted the anatomical relationships in the head of the pancreas. And in this specific case, a pancreatic or Whipple intervention was required to completely remove the tumor intervention of uh, great technical complexity and uh, it was intended to be performed by laparoscopy. We had been working on the possibility of this technology for some time and then when this patient appeared, given its technical complexity, we began to work to be able to use it in this case and fortunately everything worked as planned and it was honestly a great help during the intervention.
0: And what benefits or implications did this new technology bring to this specific case?
1: Well, really it was just as planned. Really, the visualization of the images in three dimensions was of great help to us during the intervention, since at all times we were aware of the complex anatomical environment of the tumor, which was completely, completely distorted in this case. Fortunately, the intervention went smoothly, as well as the postoperative course. And then half a year later, the patient is asymptomatic, living a normal life and without evidence of disease relapse. And for us, without any doubt, this is a complete success.
0: So what does the future looks like regarding the implementation of this technology? Is it already being tested in other countries? Uh, when it will be available to the hospitals broadly?
1: well i think uh, this this technology has a very promising f- future but it's probably still a little bit too early to talk in detail about when it be available in other senses at this this particular technique the holographic representation i think we are the only center in the world that we are currently using it but as you know unfortunately the impact uh, at all levels of the pandemic does not favor the development of this technology so uh, this time, it's a little bit um, stop, I would say. Uh, however, this three, three-dimensional technology and other different technologies that are currently being developed in other centers, uh, we think that it, they should be promoted in the future because they will be increasingly important in clinical practice or for the safety of our patients in the future.
0: Well, this technology seems really promising. We hope that it can be implemented soon to improve surgical outcomes and patient lives. Thank you very much for sharing your experience with us today. It has been a very interesting conversation and and also a pleasure to have you with us today.
1: Thank you very much.
0: To the audience, please contact us for any feedback or question. And if you want to be our next speaker, just contact us by clicking on the contact us button on this webpage. Thank you very much for listening and don't forget to come back in two weeks to listen to our next episode.